Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Late to the Party. I'm currently working my way through the West Wing Season 2. In the last episode, I talked about the Season 2 premiere, which was, up until this point, uh, probably my favorite couple of episodes. I thought it was really well done, great storytelling, enough suspense, but also like a good amount of uh, levity in the episodes. I, I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, my brother is also watching the show, but he's a little bit ahead of me. I'm going to try to get him on the show one day where like he has a stretch of work where I get to catch up. Uh, maybe we'll talk about uh, the season two finale or something like that. But um, uh, he said that I talk, I say that I don't want to talk about the current president and then I end up talking about the current president. So I'm going to try to not do one of those things. Either I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm either going to stop saying I don't want to talk about it or I'm going to stop talking about him. But I mean, kind of the whole point of this show for me was to draw parallels between the show and today as uh, you know, I'm, I'm working through it pretty quickly, but you know, we're seeing things that have happened at least 12 years ago right by the time i get to season seven in, in 2006 it's like 12 years ago so anyway uh we are kind of back to business as usual in episode three with the midterm elections so uh you know i really like that uh we kind of we fast forward a little bit from august uh, to November, right? The the midterm elections. Uh, this episode dropped in October of 2000. Uh, the previous two episodes happened, I think, um, well, they happened right after, uh, right after season one finale. Uh, so, you know, I guess we can kind of assume maybe May. And so now we're getting caught up. I like this for a few reasons. I like it because we don't have to watch like the painstaking agony of uh, Josh's recovery, right? At one point, we see him in the hospital bed talking. And then at another point, we see him at home talking. And, um, you know, by the end of the episode, he's pretty much back on his feet outside of his apartment. So uh, I really like that technique. Uh, because the show's, you know, the show's not really about that. Um, it was an interesting thing to see, but uh, the assassination, I should say, was interesting to see the assassination attempt. But the recovery stuff is is a little bit tedious, right? We, it's not something that we want to keep being reminded of. So I'm glad they kind of knocked it all out in one episode. Uh, it's nice to see CJ being the voice of reason in this episode's. Um, uh, Seeing her talk to various radio hosts, I say, was hilarious, and, and now I can't... Oh, oh, I can remember why. Uh, it was like that dry, that pretty dry party with like the NPR people, and they were super boring, and CJ was very clearly bored. Um, and, and to that same point, uh, <laughs> uh, seeing Bartlett like lay the smackdown on that radio host, uh, the religious fundamentalist named Jenna Jacobs, um, was uh just fantastic um i'm reading a little bit of trivia here that the segment was adopted from a famous internet chain letter allegedly sent to laura dr laura schlesinger who jenna jacobs is based on uh, and several of bartlett's questions are identical to the questions posed to her 
in that letter. Um, so, you know, I, I, I like that I'm a Catholic guy, um, but I can also see some of the hypocrisy uh, of the, the strong religious right. Um, or just maybe this, the strong religious, uh, you know, I have a hard time reconciling a lot of things, especially because I, I deeply believe in the separation of church and state. Um, you know, if, if you ask me what my politics is, are today, I'm going to tell you I'm a constitutionalist. Um, I don't really like either side. I like what the founding fathers wrote down. Um, and the separation of church and state is very important to me. So even if I have certain beliefs because of my religion, I don't necessarily believe that those things should be made laws because of the religion. Um, so just watching that was very interesting and, and, and Bartlett pointing out the hypocrisy. Um, and, and that those are my main takeaways for the midterms episode. Um, you know, I liked it. I thought it was fun to watch. There, I don't have a whole lot of notes on it. Uh, I do have one note here that says, uh, whatever happened to the Sam call girl pictures? Uh, like, did they just disappear? We saw them kind of the episode before the season one finale. I don't recall a, a resolution being brought about to, to them. And I don't, so I don't know what happened. Um, you know, I've made it through season or episode five here by by this episode of the podcast, so it hasn't been brought up again. So I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of interested in in what happened. Um, in this White House was episode four. The on TV debate was fantastic. So uh, Sam, who's supposed to be like the the ace in the hole, uh, who can do talking points and things like that. He goes on Capital Beat, which is a fictitious show, as far as I know, a fictitious show on the West Wing, kind of a uh, you know, like a, a um a pundit kind of show. Um and he goes against a quote unquote blonde leggy Republican woman named Ainsley Hayes, and she lays the smack down on him. Um I love how he says, please, oh, please uh, let them not be watching in reference to the rest of the staff. Um, I I love that he, throughout the rest of the episode, he kept saying, like, did you say something? Did, did you? What was that? Oh, I, th I thought you said something about Ainsley Hayes. Like, I, I really like it. She really got into his head, uh, which makes the next kind of move really funny. Um, you know, Bartlett wants to hire her for the White House, even though she's a Republican. Um, and nobody would like that. This goes back to the thought that President Bartlett is uh, the the kind of person we want to see in the White House, right? We don't want somebody who just hires his good old boys. Um, you, you know, he he likes smart, qualified people who will challenge him. The actually, Leo says that the president likes smart people who disagree with him. Uh, that's really important. I think it's something that, as an idealist, I believe should be the case, right? That's a a, a long-standing tradition going back to George Washington, right? His cabinet had Alexander Hamilton and Thomas Jefferson, who could not have disagreed with each other more. And we don't see that a lot today. You know, we'll see 
smart presidents make a across the aisle pick, um, but it's usually not one of consequence. Uh, George W. Bush, who I always liked, I mean, initially he hired a bunch of his father's old staff members, you know, and and that's, you know, like um, Colin Powell was like, I admire Colin Powell. Um, I thought he was a very good pick who got kind of shafted. Uh, uh, But like, I, you know, I had no love for like Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld. Um, uh, And then Condoleezza Rice was excellent. I don't know if she was from the original Bush administration. She seems like too young maybe to be there uh, i guess i could do research i'm sitting in front of a computer but um i mean the point is that i you know president bartlett is behaving the way that everybody hopes a president would behave um you know so this whole episode was was just great around that watching the drugs debate like the prescription drugs debate with president nimbala was really interesting i don't know how true any of that is that's like way out of my depth but um, like watching that debate between the pharmaceutical reps who I think a lot of us probably have no love for, um, you know, watching them talk about how they're essentially not going to give drugs to President Nimbala's country because uh, they, you know, their survival rate's bad. Um, I thought that was really interesting. It was, it was very much all business. Um, you know, of course, the, the discussion. Uh, you know, like guns came up. Um, Toby, you know, was kind of talking about it, you know, uh, um, you know, striking while the iron is hot, uh, uh, essentially uh, Ainsley Hayes bringing that up and then like Sam, like losing, losing his mind over it um, a little bit. You know, I think I think that was really good. Um, I also like at the end of the show, uh, we had two starkly different but still tense moments right we had sam and josh arguing with ainsley and then we cut to the uh the oval office where bartlett is telling nimbala that there's been a military coup that he can't go back to his country uh ultimately nimbala decides to anyway and ainsley is watching this and i love this right she's um she's watching how the president behaves she knows that the president doesn't know she's there Um, and, uh, and, you know, she, she come, she comes away like admired and then she goes to dinner, um, with her, a couple of her friends and they start to, to bad mouth the Democrats. And she basically says, don't say that you can, you can call them this, you can call them that, but they care. And they're doing what they believe is right for their country. And I'm their lawyer. So she took the job. Like, that was really cool. Uh, Again, it's a little bit of an idealist thing that we hope to see. Um, And then uh, uh, season two, episode five, uh, we're getting into it's Ainsley's first day. Um, The episode's called And Surely to Their Credit. So uh, it's, it's Ainsley's first day. Uh, it opens up with Josh just back in the West Wing dealing with issues of the insurance company. I'm sure a lot of us can relate to that. Um, I like Donna's joke about <laughs> about being the deputy deputy, but nobody laughed. Um, uh, I have Lionel's. Oh, right, right. Um, uh, Lionel Tribby. Tribby. Lionel Tribby. 
his excellent his his entrance is hilarious. Um, just like so much energy and and just fantastic. And now he's all pissed off because uh, Ainsley works for him. And and um, so I just again, this is an episode where I don't have a lot of notes. But there are a few moments I really liked, like CJ with the SmackDown to the general. Um, uh, and then, like, you know, later kind of Bartlett saying, you know, he can say what he wants because he served this country. Um, uh, Toby and Sam and Josh figuring out, like, what Josh can do about this $50,000 insurance bill. Um and uh, and Bartlett saying do it live uh that's what i always say when when he when he delivers the address um which i thought was really funny this was like i think it's i, I mean it's before bill o'reilly became a meme about doing it live so i don't think it was like a knock at that but uh still funny again watching it in today's context right so uh, i really really enjoyed that stuff um my favorite part obviously was uh, after Ainsley returns from the hill. Um, you know, after she talks to, to uh, Brookline and Joyce and they send her a card and just Sam just storms out to confront them. And I loved that because I like Sam. I like him a lot. And, you know, of course it shows his character. Uh, you know, he, even though professionally you know Ainsley laid the smack down on him on national tv uh, and he might disagree with her on a lot of things but uh you still treat a woman nay a person with respect uh and I love how he said you know um I signed the things that you know I signed the notes that I write and he wrote you're fired and, and then Tribby backs him up uh, and then the little confrontation between Sam and, and Tribby was funny because um, Sam was like big chest beating, talking to those guys. And then he steps on the other side of the door and, and tries to do the same thing to Tribby. And Tribby's like, what? Uh, and then Sam kind of like doesn't pu puff up his chest anymore. And uh, he realized who he's talking to. So uh, I really I really like that. Um, I also like the the argument that they were having um you know about uh man i can't remember it now i didn't write it down but you know lionel will say it's from this and and hayes and sam were all like oh it's from this other thing and then they end up singing to her um he's an englishman uh and i also like and i'll close with this fact this this point um when lionel Tribby asked ainsley hayes why she's doing this uh, she said, um, you know, duty to my country, essentially. I love that. Um, and he's like, yeah, right. And then she's walking out. She goes, you left a seven-figure job to be here. So don't you feel it, too? Like, I really like that. Um, it's, it's, you know, I, I guess the recurring theme is this is how we hope people in our government behave. So uh there we go i'm I'm five episodes into season two. I'm enjoying it very much of course uh I'll probably get the next three in over the next day or so uh if you have any questions, feel free to you know uh i'm j Casabona on twitter j c a s a b o n a or anchor gives you a way to like call in and ask questions and and um and things like that so you can you can do it that way otherwise until next time, 
Thanks for listening.